9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. Welcome back to yet another JFL Go Plug Yourself special. Uh, reminder, if you do enjoy uh, Go Plug Yourself and our interview with comedians, we have a ton of them up on the website. So uh, like and subscribe to Go Plug Yourself wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, some of the comedians we've had in the past include uh, Dave Merhej, Mike Patterson, Sugar Sammy, uh, Big J Oakerson, Sean Jumder, Mike Ward. That's just off the top of my head. Of course, our co-hosts, Walter J. Ling, Ines Anaya, Chris Vendito. Lawrence Corber, there's a million uh, amazing comedians that are uh, that are up there on that we've interviewed and have hosted. Go plug yourself! So be sure to check that out. Uh, the amazing comedian that we interviewed on this episode is Brittany Lysing, uh, who you might have heard on CBC Radio's Laugh Out Loud or The Debaters uh, on Sirius XM. Uh, Brittany is a amazing, hilarious talent. Uh, she's going to be performing on Comedy Night in Canada, which is actually something special that they're doing this year, uh, since obviously there's COVID and pandemic and everything else. Comedy Night in Canada is going to be recorded live here in Montreal, but then available to all of you to stream and watch online as of July 30th. So if you go to, I guess, the JFL website, hahaha.com, you'll be able to find Comedy Night in Canada featuring a number of great talents, including, of course, uh, Brittany. Um, and also, if you enjoy uh, Brittany, you might want to check out her Life Pairings podcast. That's also available wherever you can get podcasts. Uh, we talk a lot about, um, I guess, COVID, how Canada's handling it, and also, of course, hockey, because, you know, we're Canadian. Uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. It was a phone interview, so the audio quality is uh, a little less than we're used to, but it's still a great episode and a great time. Enjoy the show. Hit it. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. It's time for another Go Plug Yourself podcast. There we go. Are you there? I'm here. Perfect. I was just setting up the uh, the recording thing so I can record this and turn it into a podcast. So Oh, that's perfect. There we go. <laughs> I used to do like when <laughs> when we started covering the festival, I would like do phone interviews and I would start taking like crazy notes and transcribing them and all that stuff. And then I was like, hang on, we also do podcasts. If I can just figure out a way to return like record the phone interviews and just turn turn them into podcasts and then I'm oh. not transcribing them like a an old time secretary or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like a, a court a court stenographer. Uh, I'm whatever. just picturing you on a court stenographer uh typewriter just hammering away and just mm-hmm. trying desperately to make comedians nonsense make sense. <laughs> exactly. So it's much easier to just record and let you guys speak for yourselves as I've uh as I've discovered <laughs> through through podcasting in general. Like I started uh we started Go Plug Yourself like ten years ago. Maybe you know some of the names. I started with Walter Ling here in Montreal. Yeah. Holy yeah, God. he's yeah. That was uh, we started the started go plug yourself ten years ago. He, I'm I'm using air quotes right now. Retired from the show <laughs> um, <laughs> two years ago. Has been featured on multiple episodes since his retirement, and right. uh, and now we kind of have a rotating uh, co-host uh, selection of Chris Vendito, Lawrence Corber, and Ines Anaya. So those are the usual the panel of co-hosts that you the usual jump on. suspects. I love exactly, it. Exactly, that's it. So. uh it was yeah. It, it worked out good, great for me. I was like, listen, I'll sit there, I'll host, and uh, you guys can just do what you do best, which is, as you said, just kind of be funny and, <laughs> and go off the wall or whatever else. It's like, <laughs> yeah. like, and Keith will rein us in to be like, oh yeah, you're here to plug something. You're like, <laughs> well, oh yeah. Well, 
<laughs> it's hard on a podcast. I have a podcast too, and it's just like you, sometimes you just like we, we have, we're quite structured as to like what our content's supposed to be, and mm-hmm. I lose it all the time. Like I have to be reined in constantly. I'm like I'm not the I'm not the by the book guy. I'm just <laughs> just here to talk until someone tells me to shut up. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, honestly, it's funny because our podcast is old enough that like people are like, "What's your podcast about?" We're like, "Oh, we just like talk to people, either from or in or doing stuff in Montreal." Is like the only right. prerequisite for for right. our show. Right, it didn't used to have to be about anything. Like when yeah, I was exactly. going to start it, they were like, what, "What's your podcast about?" I was like, "I don't know. I just I'm a comedian and I just uh, like talking." So to whoever will listen and whoever will talk to me is what I do. But and you've obviously uncovered never before heard facts about a grisly murder. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, no, no, I don't. I just, I'm, like, I'm just talking. Yeah. You're like, no, it's just me and just stories about my family, I guess. <laughs> uh, like, no, I, I mean, even worse, we have we have another show called Nine Yes, and the other show is is literally we started it up because uh, one of my buddies had a kid and was like, there's no way I can have any kind of social life, and I want to like still hang out with you, and yeah. I can't just come to your house every two weeks for beers. My wife would not allow that, but I could come to your house every two weeks for a podcast so (laughs) that was literally the genesis of that show (laughs) that's literally how this started because we we turned our podcast into a drinking podcast so we we like pair life events with alcohol Mm. and it was like we're just doing it me and my friend were just like oh just so people don't rat on us for drinking on a monday like we just (laughs) then they're just like you guys are going to work we're like with a full case of beer yep yeah 100 percent. yeah exactly that's it (laughs) <laughs> and, and and all that said, if you go back and listen to the early episodes, like we're we're blasted like half the time. I was like, wow, we thought oh, this yeah. was okay to put out as a show. We had to pick <laughs> up our socks because the editing started to get real hard. Because I was like, you can't put that out there. That's not like this is me rattling off something. But yeah, uh, it's so much hard to find though. I try to avoid editing whenever possible. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I like that because then you get a more natural feel. Exactly. That's it. I, I, the the best, the best, my, my favorite podcast sometimes to, to listen to and also to produce is literally what's happening right now where I was like, and I, the way I kind of, I guess, pitch it is to a listener. I'm like, it's like when you, when you hear someone on the bus or whatever, having a really interesting conversation and you just want to listen, you you can't participate. <laughs> but you're just, you're like, just you're like, oh. <laughs> and you know what? I like, I do that all the time. I'm sure everyone does that where you're just like, you kind of just hear an interesting conversation and you're like, I, there's no way I can interject here, but I want to hear what's happening. Yeah, exactly. And then someone, they get off the next stop and you're like, now I'm following them home. <laughs> <They're> just... <laughs> you're just like, excuse me, what was the ending to that story? Did you, <laughs> did your mom kick you out or not? They're like, get yeah, exactly. out of my house. Yeah. I would say my, the worst guiltiness that I feel, and, and, it, and it's, it's obviously, it's, it's the most captivating thing to see, but obviously the absolute least acceptable time to obvi- pay any attention to anyone is if you see someone like on the phone, like crying, you're just oh, like, you yeah. want, you, you, you want to know the whole story. And you're like, I don't know this person. They're a stranger. <laughs> They're going through a hard time. Anything <laughs> I do or say is making it worse. <laughs> but yeah, you're, you're, like, you're like, excuse me, miss. You're making a real ass of yourself on this bus. I want to know what's up. Are you right? Yeah, you need a hug? Are you okay? Yeah. What's happening? What's, what's the story? That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're, yeah, and you can't, you can't do anything. Um, but yeah, so how, how have you been? I, I was, uh, I was reading up on you. I, I saw that I know for some people, depending on where you're at, uh, have had like full performance lockdowns, I guess. And, and have been, yeah. doing, some people were doing virtual shows, which was crazy. Um, uh, some people were doing live stuff. I have no idea how it was in Calgary. Was it a full, well, full it shutdown? Was, we've had some major full shutdowns. 
like we've had uh, <laughs> the first one was just like I felt like everybody was doing, so everyone was so on board for it. it was like, oh yeah, we're shutting down that first like whatever it was March to J- June, and yeah. then we kind of opened up for summer, <laughs> and everyone went mental. <laughs> And then we got, to, we got locked back up here in Alberta because yeah. they were like, you guys, what happened? Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know, man. We, we can't be trusted. You can't, <laughs> you can't open the strippers and ask us not to go. So we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not something we have in our DNA. Um, mm. But so we were, yeah. So then we got locked back up again for, I think another three months. And then, uh, they were it was we were basically open till about November and then we got locked up from November all the way till like pretty recently like it it never really opened back up fully mm. um so I guess kind of similar similar things in Montreal like we had maybe a couple months there like I want to say August September were like okay or not okay I mean like we were down yeah. to low numbers people were outside wasn't too much transmission and then it just kept like they just kept taking things away as we went through October, November, and, like, the promise was that we would open up for, like, a magical five-day period around the holidays. <laughs> like, that was, like, literally what the premiere was just sort of like, if we do it all right, we'll get five days of holidays, and, like, yeah, you can see your like, family. I feel like scientists' head were exploding as politicians were trying to be like, do you guys want Christmas? I'll try to give you Christmas. And they were like, no, Christmas. Yeah, diseases don't know about Christmas. Like exactly, they won't take any time off. And, and I mean, it's so funny. I like, um, I was um, just seeing on Facebook uh, a friend of mine down in Australia. Like they had like 18 cases, and like they shut down Melbourne, right? Which is like, by all scientific standards, is what you're supposed to do. Yeah, right? like you're not supposed early. to wait till like a hundred or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. We yeah. we for, for some reason here in Alberta we want to see twenty four thousand cases before we're willing to shut it down. <laughs> wow. We, we, we want to have double Ontario's numbers despite our population <laughs> discrepancies. <laughs> like I don't know what that is. But then they're then everyone's like, yeah, shut it down, huh? Yeah. So it's always too little, too late. But it, yeah. we went, yeah. So we went from being um, all comedy venues, all everything shut down for like, oh, I guess seven months this last one was. Mm-hmm. And um, we're kind of wide open now. So everything for the last two weeks has just been um, kind of they blew off the doors and just everything opened up. So it's been kind of a shock, like trying to, you go into a crowded room, you're like, should I be here? Yeah. <laughs> should I still be, I still wear my mask. I, I don't know if I should or not. I'm always just like stressed out. I'm just like, oh, okay, well. And then I have a few drinks and the mask comes off. So I don't know what I'm protecting myself against. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was, I was like, I, I, I have no idea what exactly is the perfect, like, normal or safety thing. Like, I mean, like, the, uh, I don't know if you would follow the, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Obviously, it was a big deal here. Oh, yeah, Montreal. I'm a big hockey geek. But, but yeah, where they were just sort of like, you can only have 3,000 people in the Bell Center cut outside to 30,000 people crammed in the streets. And you're like, <laughs> I know. I was seeing the, like, the outside shots, and I was just like, I mean, I know we're outside, but. Yeah, it was like, you're, I know the transmission option is less if you're outside, but if there's, like, 10 people in your immediate personal space, I was like, <laughs> is outside pro- providing that much protection? No masks to be seen. Everybody's Mean- screaming and drinking. <laughs> like. Meanwhile, in Tampa Bay, there's, like, a full. Uh, full stadium. Yeah. Which I mean, like we also saw the 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 the, the dangers of, I guess, because Dominic Ducharme, despite being vaccinated, caught COVID in Vegas, right? Like that was. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> like, and you're like, oh yeah, because there's like twenty thousand people standing behind him, screaming, possibly spitting, as like you know he's the <laughs> enemy coach and who knows what not. I'm like, yeah, and and I'm assuming it happened at the game, might have happened at the strip club, but yeah. like <laughs> one way or the other, despite being vaccinated, like yeah, it's he didn't get that sick because he was vaccinated, but like he still caught it. So everybody who's like, it's fine, yeah. I'm like, is it? Is it <laughs> like? <laughs> So you stand behind the bench, man. I mean, you're just going to catch your, you're there. That was always actually the funniest thing to me is the coach with the mask on and the players with no mask on. Yeah. Like, I always, I always kind of thought that that was just sort of like a commercial for like at the CDC. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, where you're sort of like, look at them. They're, they're doing it. You know, like you obviously it can't was, play hockey wearing a mask, but everybody else has to like, <laughs> It absolutely was. It was for it was for the kids. It was like, mm. a, huh? See, look at this growing up doing the right thing, even though his friend did the wrong thing. He did the right thing. Yeah, like, exactly. On TV it. with a mask. Yeah, yeah. There's so it. so much of that. Like there was. I mean, like they. It, it's it's crazy. I don't know. And I my only I think my only as as all of this hopefully we're moving on to the other side. I don't know what the vaccine. Oh, I hope so. Like in, in Alberta, but like Quebec is through the roof. We're almost at like. Eighty-two percent with one dose, and I think we're close to fifty percent double dose now in Quebec. Like, I think they, we're similar numbers. I think we're having a harder time on the second dose. Like, people for some reason are just like, good enough, and then just head out. Yeah, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're really lagging. I had a buddy who had he had his first dose. Uh, he lives in uh, the UK, but he had his first dose, and then just let her fly, and then got COVID. Yeah. So it's, I people I people are hesitant to get their second dose. I can't figure out why, but. Um, I yeah, was crazy. like, I was like on a waiting list. I was like, get me in there, <laughs> like get me dosed oh, up. A hundred percent. Like, I mean, that that was I, when they originally got the first dose. What was it in May? No, June, June. And then they gave me my like the original second dose appointment was like September second because they just scheduled everybody's second dose immediately as soon as you got it. Yeah. And then they and then they were like uh, earlier appointments available. And then they, I had my next appointment, they bumped me to July 22nd. And then there were like more early appointments available. And then they bumped me up to like two, almost two weeks ago. So I was like, I'm like, yeah. It feels so good. Get, get me, get me in the door. Like a hundred percent. I just yeah. want to like, whatever rules are going to come into place. I just want to be like, I did what I was supposed to do. Now let me out of my cage. A hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. I just I mean, like, want to play even, with my friends. Yeah, exactly. And even and even then, they they they've like hinted at a lot of like weird stuff where they were saying like, oh, like there's no vaccine passport for like going to the bars or restaurants or anything. But like, if the variants come in in the fall, there might be. And I'm like, if that happens, I want to be like, here's my thing. Let me get drunk at a bar. And like, <laughs> I don't want to be I'm lined allowed. up. <laughs> I don't want to be lined up getting snow tires on on December 24th. Like, you know what I mean? I don't want to be the guy who's like, they're like, there's rules now. And now you have to get it. And now there's a huge lineup. I was like, just get me in early. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, and I'm like, that's it. Obviously, I, the other thing, too, is I was like, yeah, like, if, if you want to travel, I was like, like, we all just spent a Canadian winter. Like, in Canada. Locked lock in Canada. <laughs> and like, not only in Canada, like, locked in our homes. Like, I mean, like, Montreal, like, nightlife kind of has, like, a boom in winter. Like, a, like summertime is for festivals. <laughs> right. And but like wintertime is like clubs and bars and whatever. It's like packed oh, in yeah. night all, all the time. Montreal nightlife is like, yeah. So it's like so we, even if you are trapped, usually I'm assuming 
most Canadian cities are the same way in the city. There's usually like kind of like a, we're all in it together and it's winter and let's go out and party and whatever. Even if you are trapped in the country, this was, none of that was happening. You're just trapping in the country, in your house. Like, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, Mexico would be pretty cool right now. You know, like, I know you're like, I could really, I could really dip my toes into some sand right now with a, mm-hmm. with a beach drink. I know, dude, it felt like, I was when they opened up, they'd open stuff up and people would just flood restaurants because mm. they'd be like, yes, like just craving not their house any mm-hmm. longer. Yeah, we I can't wait to see. I'm hoping they're saying this is going to be like the roaring 20s again, because <laughs> like people it, well, it was 1918 when the Spanish flu hit. Mm-hmm. So after that, people were like locked in and then they went nuts. So I'm hoping that's happening again, because that'll be a real boost for comedy. I'll <laughs> be uh, uh. Yeah, I'll bet. I was, I was like, we saw a little um, a taste of that, I guess. Like on um, when when the Habs won the third round, and it was like the the most like distilled Quebecois moment of all time, where like the Habs advanced to the Stanley Cup Finals on Saint Jean Baptiste. Oh like, my God! The, it, and and like it was just. Parties in every single solitary outdoor park, <laughs> fireworks being lit off everywhere, like just riot police in the streets trying to keep traps of anything. And I was just sort of like, is this the purge? Like, oh, there was so much like tension just like waiting to explode, you know, like I can only imagine what would have happened if they had won the cup. Like I was like, oh, oh my we, God, we won't survive an actual cup win. Like. <laughs> Just the streets are on fire. Like, you're like, aren't you guys happy? Like, yes, this is happy. We just, you locked us up for too long. I was so disheartened to see you guys lose. And we hate Tampa Bay so much here in Calgary. Uh, They uh, I think everybody does, honestly. They took a cup from (laughs) us years ago, and we Mm -hmm. haven't gotten over it. So I I know Calgary was rooting for for, uh, Montreal. So the, the bars were full here just screaming at televisions as well. Yeah, I, I yeah. was reading. I was reading an article where there was like it was like a guide to like who to cheer for, if like like you support this team, who should you cheer for in the finals? And like something like twenty per twenty out of thirty teams, it was like you should probably be cheering for the Habs. Like Tampa's Tampa's been brutal to the entire league at yeah, some point in the last them. like twenty years. Yeah, like it's, it's, <laughs> they're like yeah, cheer the Habs, and and like it's rare because usually people boo the Habs, right? Like that's well, the, they're they're an original <laughs> six team. There's a cult following there, and there's a little. I feel like there's Montrealers in every city that are like they you know come out and support. So yeah. typically they get a lot of flack because you know there's there's always a a team to cheer against. But I'm telling you, everyone was so on board, and it was such a like moment of Canadiana where everyone was like, "Let's go Habs, let's do yeah. this." It was nice to see. Yeah, we had, I had that a little bit, I want to say 2011, where, like, typically not a fan of the Canucks. But against the Bruins, like, you betcha, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, like <laughs> just cheering for the Canucks like never before. Have never cared about that team before or since. But if they could have stopped the Bruins from winning the Cup, I would have been very on board. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's always, it, there's always, like, a caveat. You're, like, I would never cheer for this team, but... Mm-hmm. That's like it. Even within Canada, I'm like I'd never cheer for Montreal or Toronto. But if Montreal's playing Toronto, I'll cheer for Montreal. <laughs> it's like a, you're just saying that because it's a Montreal podcast. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I prom I promise you from the depths of my heart, I'm not. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's 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 always nice. Um, 
to see. I, I love to see people in bars, like the camaraderie of people just hanging out, even if there's even if there's you know two sides. That's even more fun because it's mm-hmm. so it is so Canadian to just be the fight be about hockey. And then nothing yeah. really comes of it, you know. Yeah, I was somebody... say, as, as long as it doesn't get like, I mean, like we're we're seeing the the, the complete stupidity of of sports fans that now post Euro Cup, right? Where there's like, oh my god, all of this stuff going on in England and people punching each other in the faces. And I was like, that's not fun. I was like, I like, I'm like you. I I love a good rivalry. One of my one of my favorite uh, hockey bar moments uh, was during the 2010 uh, playoff run where the Habs eliminated. Uh, the Capitals and the Penguins, and which was like huge upsets both times, right? And it was like we were at the bar, and like four or five dudes come in wearing their 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 Capitals jerseys and whatever, and like and they came in like making noise, being like, "Watch our team beat your team," mm-hmm. and then like immediately like the Habs like lit it up like two three quick goals or whatever and like yeah. they just got like booed out of the bar and they like literally got up and left like it wasn't even like <laughs> the first period wasn't over they like were like they just like went home and like skulked back to the parking lot or whatever and i was like that's the best like you put yeah. on that you put on that jersey like knowing you're gonna take heat and oh, like you and did. you want to be on the other side of it and it was like and as long as nothing gets physical it's the best like absolutely i'm gonna yell at that guy and boo him He's gonna yell at me and boo me, and as long as nobody like comes to blows, I'm like that's no. that just adds to the fun, right? And somebody, <laughs> somebody's dad stands up every once in a while. Like, hey, bud, keep it up. We'll drop you. You're like, all right. <laughs> Canadian insults being hurled across the room. I love it. Yeah, exactly. That's it. I, I, I was yeah. Also, that run I remember was on Crescent Street. Even every terrace was like crowded. It was like pre. Everyone's like pre gaming and stuff. And a guy like Parks is like, a I want to say like a bmw or something like like, like a, a car that most of us can't afford like, like a douchemobile yeah parks like a douchey car and like full set full visible on crescent street middle of montreal and then like goes into his trunk opens up his trunk like looks around and everybody was kind of like watching this douche and then just like pulls on the penguins jersey and like the <laughs> entire street just like erupts <laughs> you know <laughs> like, <laughs> Wrong move, guy. Wrong yeah, move. Yeah, but, but that's it. But I'm like, but he's doing it like to 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 get that attention, and he wants obviously it was and it was game seven too. Like I was like, this guy wanted to be like, you guys are going down. Like, and that's what I'm saying. That stuff's oh, the yeah. best. Like, it's the most Canadian nonsense. You're just yelling at a guy wearing the wrong shirt because of hockey. <laughs> so, so, someone from the back is like Phil Kessel's fat. You're like, <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's it. Sidney Crosby's it. overrated, and you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that though. That's I mean, like it just gets people riled up. He got put in his place. He left probably. You know, it's so funny to me. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, exactly. and, and as long as, like I said, as long as nobody's getting hurt, it's so arbitrary and fun. Like I was like, we, we always like, uh, like Lawrence, if you know, Lawrence, uh, we were like deep into the, into the playoff superstitions together where it's like, okay, we got to wear the right shirt and I have a little hab shirt for my dog, but do we put that on that takes puck drop or do we put it on like after <laughs> the first period? And like, do we have this like toy and his wife is like cycling her shirts and I'm like, it started like, do you guys really like care about it? We're like, no, like, not really. It's just fun, but also it's the most important thing in the world. Like in that <laughs> in that moment, a hundred percent, you're like, yeah. we we have all these little flame f- flags for our cars, right? Like you put yeah. them in the door and then they fly outside. And yeah. I, it's like if they lose, you take the flag down. 
if mm-hmm. they, you know, and then it's like, okay, they, they lost. We can't put the flag back up. We got to switch seats. We've got to put the, put the poster back up in the living room. Yeah. Like, who it's was, who insane. Was, who was sitting where? Who brought what snacks? Like, a hundred percent. Exactly. And, and it's like, you, you absolutely know it's complete and total bullshit, except for the fact that it's the most important thing. You know, like, it's, you know what I, I also both are lo- happening at the same time. I love that hockey is a grown up screaming at twenty year olds. Yeah, like you don't realize how young they are. I used to go to this uh, this tournament um, in Penticton. That's a small sort of beach town in uh, Canada, or sorry, in sorry in um, British Columbia, and it's like a they have an all stars tournament. So it's all the all the new the newbies come, mm-hmm. all the draft picks come and play against each other. On so for their uh, respective teams, so it'll be like it's just the West, the West teams. It'll be Winnipeg, Calgary, Vancouver, and uh, uh, you can't even say. I was going to say you can't even say Edmonton. I was like true Calgary fan right here. I won't even say the name of the other team. You know, you know that team that keeps getting number one draft picks and blowing it. They're still can't do nothing. They're holding Connor McDavid uh, hostage. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But it was like I saw these. We they were like playing hacky sack out back that some of the kids from the teams. Mm-hmm. It was like Ole Levy and a couple of like young graphics. And I was like, oh, these kids, these are kids. Yeah. Like you you don't see that when you see them up close. You're like, oh, these are. It's, we're just like almost in our forties, just screaming at kids. It's like, oh, <laughs> like I I I I feel that it's because especially as as a Canadian, you're like you grow up watching hockey, so like you you never get out of that mindset of like being a kid. Like, you're like, I'm cheering for hockey men, you know? And it's like, but now, like you said, you're like, you're, you're close to 40 and you're like, you're like, wait, I'm older than Shea Weber. Like, yeah. you're like, Shea Weber's got to be in his fifties, right? You know, you're like, nope. Like even, even like Joe Thornton is only 40, you know? And he's like the oldest, most grizzled player in the league, you know? And he's like 41 <laughs> or 42. You know? it's like, <laughs> well, there's like, uh, they're, they're like interviewing Mark Giordano and they're like, they're like, you've had such a long, lustrous career in the NHL. How, you know, like how much longer can you go? And the guy's like 40 years old. I'm like, what? yeah, yeah, he's exactly. like at the tail end of a career. Yeah, you're like the oldest players in the league are like are are my age, right? Like late thirties, like and they're the yeah. they're, they're the grizzled veterans, you know. And you're like, oh wait, like Cole, Cole Caulfield was born like this millennia, you know? Like you're like what? <laughs> you're like, how is this happening? Yeah. So yeah, and then at a certain point, you're just like you said, just yelling at children. Like, <laughs> I know. I'm always just like, I'm like, come on! And then I'm like, look at their stats. I'm like, oh, that's like he just turned twenty. I'm just screaming yeah. at a baby. Exactly. He doesn't like doesn't know anything. No. <laughs> and and then that that's that's it's even more so because they're pro sports players, right? So it's like they've had such a, like to get to that level, they've had such a like, insulated life. Like they literally don't know anything. Like, other no. than the sport of hockey, they know nothing at all about, like, life. <laughs> like, no, because they're, to... like, they're so young, they're billeted, and they go to these yeah. small towns, and then they're just catered to by some, like, a billet mom who just, like, makes some food so they're good at hockey. And then mm-hmm. they live in these small little towns, and they just go to school, and they're the hockey. Like, they don't know anything but hockey until they're... 40 and then just hopefully they can get a job on the panel like after yeah exactly that's it if you did, didn't make a ton of money you hope that you're can analyze the game and get some paychecks that way yeah, or like become a some... real estate agent or something yeah. <laughs> you're either kevin bxa or the, a real estate agent yeah pretty much who is it who is it that just is like pr- a practicing chara 
Chara is like a practicing real estate agent in the Massachusetts era. Like I was like, and guaranteed he just closes the deal every time just being Chara. You know, like. (laughs) <laughs> just other Bostonians. He's like, remember when I, uh, you know, so you're going to buy the house, huh? Yeah, he's just, he's just wearing the cup rings and he's seven feet tall. He's like, so you're interested? And they're like, yay. <laughs> <And> just like, <laughs> the foundation is a complete and total disaster. <laughs> like everything is falling down. Because like, I know Jara sold me this house. <laughs> Honey, there's cracks in the foundation. I know, but it was. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there was cracks in the foundation, but the top line was really good. So, <laughs> you're just like, wait, who are we talking about now? Yeah, we're talking, what are we talking about, the game or the house? Because <laughs> we're out $300,000. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you got a picture with Chara, like in front of the house, shaking hands. We <laughs> bought a house. <laughs> just like, he, you have an option to put his face on your garage door. <laughs> so, <laughs> only, and it's only like a $10,000 upgrade or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody will <laughs> oh, hand... So it's like a hand-painted mural on your garage is a Daniel Charo. Love it. <laughs> uh, um, I guess yeah, we should obviously talk about what you're doing. You're, oh, yeah, You're going to be here. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> uh, I was talking to Kyle Brownrigg uh, yesterday. and What we a delight to, he is. We were trying to make sense of exactly what's happening for this Comedy Night in Canada show. Oh, and my it's, God. It's, it's it's a live show that you can't buy tickets to. I'm not sure who's going to be in attendance. So oh, oh good, it'll be in the. It'll definitely just be industry. Then, <laughs> do you know what they do? I think they typically like they'll pack it. They'll they'll send out tickets to people they want to come. I think yeah, how they yeah, yeah. They 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 usually usually do that. But and I'm, but I'm like I said, so I don't want to like a listeners like oh, I want to go see this. But the good news is is that then it'll be online on July yeah. 30th. It'll be streaming online, so you can go to, like, uh, and I'm not sure even, uh, it'll be, they'll put out the links and stuff, and you could, so you can yeah. buy tickets to it online after it's been filmed. I think it's free online, oh, from what it free? says. Yeah, oh, that's free. it. So they're doing, it's, it's actually kind of crazy. I was saying it's, like, a, a really good time to be uh, a Just for Laughs, like, geek, <laughs> because almost, I think, every one of the online shows is actually going to be free. So oh, that's amazing. So yeah, if you like, they're I think they're kind of just doing it to to really like hype everybody back up to the festival and and not make. I think I mean I'm not not sure. I don't program the festival, but I was like I think that they kind of were like oh well if we only if we make tickets, people are maybe only going to pay for Kevin Hart or whatever else like that. Like you know like if you're going to try right. to pick your live stream, but if you make everything free, you're more likely to kind of like watch everything. You know like you're going to be able to go to the Just for Last website and just watch like a bunch of live comedy for free, which is well live live to tape but like so i think that's like that's really cool because not for nothing uh like i deal with obviously talking to a lot of like fans and stuff like that when you do the festival in person like i know a lot of people that go out and put out a lot of money to go see a lot of shows and it gets pricey fast and suddenly you're picking and choosing who you can do and what you can do so there is the like you know the one upside i guess to the way the festival's happening this year is that a lot of the stuff is going to be free online so that's exciting. That's amazing. Yeah, I know. Like, uh, there's so many shows. You're right. It's like it's like when you go to any sort of a festival, whether it's like comedy or music or whatever. You're just like you're desperately trying to see as much as you can take in. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of a nice way for everybody. Any, you know, like I think people are a little bit hesitant to travel right now. I think yeah. there are going to be folks who are still a little hesitant to even come out and see things. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a nice way to sort of like, you know, shoehorn it into people's lives without. Uh, 
without a major cost and just being like, hey, like, we love comedy. You guys love, you know, we love doing comedy. You guys hopefully love watching comedy. Mm-hmm. So let's all do it together in a in in a way that everyone feels comfortable. So that's kind of a nice nice treat, too. Yeah, but I, I was, um, like, we're trying to set it up for, there's a, the Fantasia Film Festival. It's happening in Montreal also. And it's just for last stuff. And I was, like, telling people, I was, like, we should get together in, like, a, an outdoor whatever like we we have a, a terrace throw on the television and you could put on put on either the comedy show or the whatever so you could still get together with your friends and do it yeah. without necessarily like jamming into a club or whatever you know so it's like there's a lot of options with the online stuff especially now that we're kind of opening up like we were saying so it's like you can still get <laughs> together with people and do it without necessarily getting together with like the public en masse you know yeah like, you can choose choose your choose your uh choose your cohorts in the uh <laughs> watching experience yeah exactly. that's kind of nice I, I think people are going to be a little bit like it's going to take some uh, uh, a little bit so this is a nice little ramp up to just be yeah. like, okay here we go we're we doing were like, like yeah like the easing easing back into social life is like that's what we we're saying we're like oh we're gonna have like, like we just recently uh i guess like within the last month or two started to invite more than like one couple over at a time like we're like okay like we're allowed let's have one couple over. So we're still, and then like, and then not really talk to anybody for like a week or two to make sure nothing. But like, yeah. now we're like, Oh no, no, no. Now, especially outside. We're like, yeah, now we can get together like a couple, few groups of people from different households and stuff. So like, depending, I think on your comfort level, like that I'm meeting up with two or three households as opposed to 100 strangers, you know, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's a different vibe. Right. So yeah, definitely. I mean, I went to a, I recently went to a party outside where I was like, I assumed there was going to be about 15 people and there was about oh, 45 and I was like, holy smokes, I guess we're doing this, huh? We're yeah. just, but it was like, everyone's double vaxxed, everyone's ready to go. So and it was outside. So I was like, this is going to start happening where all of a sudden you're going to get somewhere and be like, okay, uh, you just got to, <laughs> you got to jump in both feet, I guess. Yeah. That's, I, I'm, I'm just like waiting for it. Like we, I think now we're we're two weeks. Like like Vendito has been like, I am giving you the biggest hug. Like it's coming. <laughs> you know, like, I, dude, hugs have become so important. Like, I had a I had a a, a very funny friend, uh, Pete Zedlacher, who's a great Canadian comedian, but he's he's living in Calgary now, and he's like. Uh, He's like, can I give you a hug? I'm like, you bet you do. And he's like, you're the first person I've hugged. That's not my wife or my mom. I was like, this is so nice. And it was just like 30 seconds too long because we both were just like, member friends. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So like I was, I'm like not a big hugger, but I was like, and so now I'm, I'm just dreading the, the like I'm just gonna like go stiff and like and just be like oh no this, Your this whole is the body expectation now you know like <laughs> the expectation is everyone wants a hug like, now all the all non-huggers just like there's a terrible death rate of non-huggers just from yeah. over <laughs> from anxiety exactly I said my 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 wife is uh or Italian so my mother-in-law is Italian and then she's just been like building up this hug like for oh, the last yeah. six months she's like it's gonna be 10 minutes i'm gonna be crying <laughs> and i was like oh great <laughs> <laughs> you've just been responding in the exact opposite way you're like oh god it's coming it's coming i don't know when it's gonna come exactly that's it i'm just like uh, uh, just, it's gonna be like when next time the next time we see her we're, we're both gonna be double vaxxed so it's like it, it's coming i'm gonna be like in the car taking deep breathing like here we go. <laughs> just gonna <laughs> get my my Italian mother-in-law just just giving me the the biggest most tear-filled Italian hug of all time. So. Oh, it'll be good though. Let it'll it be, be beautiful. Let her think it. Maybe she'll change you into a hugger. 
maybe <laughs> after this this ramped up <laughs> hug, this is going to be the thing that changes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, you obviously you can't say no. You gotta do, you gotta do it. And there's no saying no to a mother-in-law's no. hug. hundred <laughs> percent not. <laughs> You just you, you can either, yeah you can you imagine you're like oh no thank you she's like cries for seven years hard pass <laughs> ooh I'm a hard no but I thanks for your, thank you for your consideration <laughs> uh, um, okay so just I mean we've been talking talk about the festival so we got that in uh, is, are you doing any of the any of the ticketed shows or is it just the the comedy night in Canada stuff? I'm actually just doing the comedy night in Canada yeah I'm 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 th- I'm kind of in and out I'm there on the 27th I believe and I'm home on the 29th so wow. I'm not going to be able to I'm going to try and see as much as I possibly can I might even extend my I'm looking at my flight going like oh maybe I should try to make a trip out of this this is ridiculous for this mm-hmm. me to fly across the country for two days but mm-hmm. yeah I'm just doing this particular show um and it's being, yeah, it seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's at Club Soda, I guess, which is, I, I think I performed at Club Soda in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, we filmed a Kevin Hart special there, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, and, uh, it's, it's one of their frequent filming special venues. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to go back and, and see what it's all about again. And hopefully, hopefully they'll have a... It, not just an industry audience. It'll be maybe <laughs> maybe the other people there, but I think it's going to be a great show, man. I was looking at the lineup and I was like, oh man, I can't believe I'm on this. This is this the is lineup. So I just want to see here. Arthur, Semyon, mm-hmm. Ali Hassan. Yeah, Semyon, Brittany, you, uh, Derek Sagan, Courtney Gilmore, Cobb Roundrig, Sterling Scott. So I think I got them all from Yeah. Show. So that's, that's pretty nuts. That's pretty crazy. It's <laughs> yeah. like, honestly, uh, Sterling and I get to work together uh, a lot of as of late, and he's just a, a phenomenal talent here from uh, Edmonton, Alberta. So he's he's absolutely fantastic. Courtney's incredible. She's like uh, just everybody on the lineup is everyone I've seen everyone, and they're just heavy in stitches. So I can't wait to see what they've come up with for for this mm-hmm. special. I think it'll be a, a great show. I think I'm 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 also excited. I mean, I talked about this a little bit yesterday with with Kyle. Is that the fact that the only stuff that's really happening live is with Canadian talent because of the the border uh, stuff. So like the stuff that's going on in uh, in New York and LA is all going to be streamed, right? Yeah. So I was like, and I'm always you know a homer for the for the Canadian talent, where I'm like, yeah, like, and because I, I, I always feel like Montreal gets real spoiled by the festival. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, like, like they, like they were like, oh, I know this guy from TV, and it's like you're just like, like the, the, you know, like the American guys almost always are a bigger draw because they, they've done the Tonight Show or Daily Show or whatever else, right? So it's like, oh, I'm like, always like, I'm always like, go to the Canadians, you know? And I'm like, what are you <laughs> like? Don't don't wait till they get big in the states. Like they're well, funny is, right now. <laughs> this <laughs> like, has been like a, a a little bit of a, a benefit to the the pandemic for sure. Is I I've definitely gotten more work because the Americans can't come up. So it's been mm-hmm. like there's been a couple instances where I'm like, God, do I hate this? But man, is this just the biggest year of my career because <laughs> <laughs> the Americans can't come up? But it's been it's been nice. I hope that people take from that that you know like we've got talent here, you know, whether it's in comedy or music or like, don't, yeah, you're exactly right. Don't wait till people go down to the States and then you can't see them. Like you could see these great bands and these great comics at tiny little venues and talk to them after. And like the talent is here. It's, it's a shame that we have to go down there to get the the recognition. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, I've said the same thing about 
local comedy, local music, just like you said. It's like you're like, you know those big bands? Like, they came from somewhere. Like, like I, like, perfect example, like 15, maybe 20 years ago, aging myself, I've, like, watched Arcade Fire in a place with, like, 200 people in it. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, that was Arcade Fire. Like, like that was, like, they were a local band once, you know? Like, it wasn't like they just, like, instantaneously became... The, one of the biggest bands on the planet. They were like, they're a local band at a certain point. If you're supporting oh, yeah. local arts, local music, local comedy, inevitably, either you're going to see, A, something good, maybe the next breakout star, and even if you're not seeing the next breakout star, they're still going to be funny. Like, you know, like that's... Well, and you're just like, it's like, if the more we support local talent... Actually, and I will say this, like, Quebec is so good for this, like, supporting its own talent. I feel like I the, I feel like probably the best and and the and the Maritimes as well as in Newfoundland. I feel like mm-hmm. the eastern side of the country has this down pat where it's like, hey, like these people are from here. Like, let's- well, Quebec is good. Hang on, Quebec is good at it for French talent. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> like let's say this, like absolutely homegrown, like Quebec French talent. They're they're loving it. English talent, eh? Like it's it's okay. It's it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I have I'm, to I'm, I'm just I'm like, I'm moving like to Quebec. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, the English talent, it's a, it's, a, it's an uphill battle. But if you're French, I mean, like we were, were joking about it. Like uh, Mike Patterson started doing French comedy a couple of years back, and he's like, yeah. dude, he's like, it's not, it's night and day. Like he's like, not to say that he was hurting doing English comic, but he's like, just, oh, just he's like double, triple the people in the crowds, like bigger venues, bigger everything, because you're like, yeah, there's a, it's a Montreal guy, and he's speaking French. Then you're like, that's all it takes. Not to say it's all it takes, also being funny and talented, but like, he's like, it's just, there's more population to play to, right? Like, it's kind of natural, (laughs) but it's still like, (laughs) you know, he's just sort of like, whoa, these are huge crowds for a Tuesday night comedy show, you know? You're like, like, oh, it's a French comic going up there. (laughs) You're like, oh, I figured it out. There it is. that's awesome though still though like, i mean i i just wish that we as like i just you know like support the canadian talent like let's mm-hmm. you know let's get behind each other and everything like everyone's like buy local buy local like the same goes for the arts it's like these people mm-hmm. are here trying to make a living and i I will say most most comics as soon as they can go down to the states because they're like oh it's bigger audiences you get a bigger draw you get more recognition and then when you come up to canada you can just li- use as a credit you can just go, I live in L.A. And they're like, Do you, when's the last time you worked? Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Los Angeles own or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's crazy. So this is, this is wicked that uh, the festival is doing this, and, and it'll it'll be broadcast out to everybody. So hopefully everybody gets a chance to, to have us in their living rooms. And, uh, and yeah, it'll be hopefully a little bump in the scene. Yeah, and I like, uh, yeah, that, that, that's my, I said, my hopes and dreams for every Canadian comic is, <laughs> obviously that like <laughs> as many as many of my friends who do comedy as, as possible like don't need day jobs is like my dream oh, <laughs> like we're, we're just sort of like or, or and like i said that, not just comedy like artists m- musicians theater people whatever else like that i was like the arts should be supporting you guys more and oh, that yeah. comes from audience members so <laughs> i do get a, a lot of questions people will go like uh, hey, what? So, what do you do during the day? And I'm like, this, this is what I do during the day. <laughs> They're like, what does that look like? I'm like, I'm in my pajamas a lot. But let's let's not get into the nooks and crannies of what I'm doing in a day. Yeah, but I, I forget, I forget who it was. I can't, I can't. I don't remember the comedian, but had my favorite working comedian joke where he was just sort of like, like being a comedian is like is nuts. Where he's like, I have like a show 
at 9 p.m. The rest of my day planner, it just says, like, eat, question <laughs> mark. He's like, he's like, that's, that's, he's like, I know I'm working. I know it's a job. I know I have to be at the club and, and like, be on. And I'm like, I suppose I'm writing during the day. I, know. But he's I like, will. I will, like, in, like, a very defensive way, if anybody asks me what I'm doing, they're like, oh, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, writing. Yeah, <laughs> are exactly. you? And I'm like, no. I'm sitting <laughs> on my deck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Part about of the life. process. Don't rush it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, like, this is how you write. You're like, how am I supposed to come up with stuff if I don't have time to think? Exactly. Right. All right. Uh, I'm going to let you go, Brittany. I oh, mean, 100%. I'm sure we could, we, could, we could probably talk for hours, and that would be, it'd be fine. Oh, yeah, I, I have a problem. I can blab for days, so that's awesome. <laughs> I thank you so much for your time, and thank you very much for having me on, and uh, hopefully we see you around the festival. Likewise. I mean, if you're only there for two days, I have no idea how, what that's going to look like. It's always like usually like, oh, we'll meet up, have a drink at the Hyatt, but like that's not the thing anymore. <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 we're like, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I have no idea what the like social scene is going to be in and around the festival i guess we're still kind of waiting on waiting on that but yeah if it makes sense we'll say hey yeah for sure for <laughs> sure well uh i pre- again i appreciate your time and uh it was nice to meet you over the phone and we'll uh, i'll sure talk to you soon yeah have a great afternoon thanks man i appreciate it take it easy bye-bye <laughs> Hey there, loyal listener who listens to the show all the way past the closing credits. Um, thank you for listening to Go Plug Yourself. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, if you enjoy the show, I cannot stress this enough. Please tell people about it. We don't really have a budget for marketing or fancy Facebook ads or putting up billboards on the street. Uh, we really have to rely on word of mouth, which uh, basically means that if you listen to the show and you enjoy the show, Please uh, share it, link it, uh, tell your friends about it. Say, hey, there's this show called Go Plug Yourself. They talk to Montrealers or people that have stuff going on in Montreal or uh, just people that have stuff to uh, promote that we kind of care about. We can we can go outside of Montreal if we want to. Um, yeah, so just tell tell people about the show. It's a, it's a fun show. We, we like doing it a lot. We've done it for over 200 episodes, and it's in large part thanks to support from uh, people like you. Um, if you want to support the show at all, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash 9to5cc and uh, throw a couple bucks our way. It really helps with uh, the hosting fees for the most part. We're really not trying to make a profit on this. Um, and also, if you want to be a guest on the show or you know someone who might uh, want to be a guest on the show, you can uh, contact us either on Facebook or on Twitter. There's a bunch of ways to find us uh, and uh, and let us know. And if the scheduling and the timing and everything works out, maybe you can be the next person who uh, comes on the show and uh, plugs something a uh, big thank you as always to leland beckman and oral turpitude who provided our theme songs and of course a thank you to uh, all of the hosts that we have on the show uh walter j ling who is technically retired but still sometimes hosts uh christopher vendito lawrence corber and uh, ines anaya uh, all are all amazing co-hosts and you should support them and their comedy and uh and all of that uh thank you for listening thank you for choosing go plug yourself uh as one of your from the millions of podcasts and have a beautiful day. Thank you. 905.cc Podcast, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.